0: Hello everybody, welcome to our podcast. This is Sam and I'm Sophie and this is episode two where we talk about all things scary and mysterious. This is Scene From Window.
1: Well, welcome back to episode two. If you haven't
0: listened to episode one, pause this, go back and listen to that. It was a good one. It really was, it was our first episode and I was very nervous, but I'm excited to hear Sophie's story. Yeah, we dealt with our first
1: episode about hauntings and this one is gonna be about abductions and aliens.
0: Sam, I have to ask, do you believe in aliens? I do believe in aliens, yes. But I will, I will uh, admit that I'm not really well educated in that spectrum. But this is why we're friends. I just got to give you that insight. Well, I'm going to
1: basically share is one of the most prolific alien abductions in modern history because it was shared all across media. And this is back in September 19th, 1961, which is 60 years ago. We're recording this on, well, it's September. Okay. Just that's (laughs) all you guys need to know. So it's exactly 60 years ago. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so we're kind of like celebrating it in a way. Well, Betty and Barney Hill are a couple that went on a trip to Canada. Um, They were celebrating, as far as we know, There's people say different things, but they were celebrating a honeymoon and also a must-needed vacation because Betty was a social worker and Barney was a, a U.S. Postal Service worker. So they needed this vacation, and they took their trip... With their little dog, a little Dachshund, a linear dog named Dulcie. and they went to Canada to see the Niagara Falls.
0: They sound like a a very cute couple. Yeah, they're very know?
1: wholesome. One thing I do want to mention is that they are a again. Keep in mind, this is the '60s. They are an interracial couple, and there's a reason why I do mention that is because people try to discredit people for experiences they share, but. This couple had things to lose if they were to share this information, especially during the 60s, because yes, they were married, but in different parts of the United States, it was illegal to be married, for a white woman to be married to a black man.
0: So let me ask this, um, where they were
1: traveling, was that legal? Um, Well, they were in Canada. I think they were driving through when the abduction happened was New Hampshire, which if I'm not mistaken, was legal around there. Okay. So they stopped at a coffee shop just to get a quick coffee before they continue their drive, and they were on set to arrive home around 3 in the morning. So this was around 10 p.m. or 11 p.m., where they stopped to get their coffee, and they go back on the road, and they're driving. And Betty notices something in the sky, and she tells her husband, Hey, do you see that? These bright lights. And he said that he was staring at it, He said that he was trying to stay really quiet, trying to get her to stay quiet so you can hear an engine because he wanted to have some sort of explanation behind this bright light and he couldn't hear anything. So he decided to pull over and he had his binoculars with him and he also had a pistol under his car seat. So he grabs the pistol, puts it in his pocket, he pulls over, he gets his binoculars out and he walks out into the woods to get a better view of whatever's floating in the sky. And from 100 feet from him, he sees this, what he describes as a saucer with windows. And this is him looking through the binoculars. And he notices figures in black suits. And when he's staring at it, he says he cannot look away, that there's something telling him, keep looking at us, keep looking, keep looking. And he wanted to reach for his pistol because, I mean, imagine you see these unknown beings staring down at you and he reaches for his pistol. He can't. He wants to rip out the binoculars from his eyes. He can't. And then he says that he prays. If there's a God, let me, please rip me out of this. So he pulls the binoculars out and he just runs back to the car. He jumps in his car and he tells her, Betty, we need to get the hell out of here because this is, there's there's something there. And then he's telling her, they're chasing us. And then bam, flash forward, they're 35 miles down the road they don't remember anything. There's two hours between the time where they pulled over that there's unaccounted
0: for. So let me ask you this. Within those two hours, once they gain, you know, recollection, is there anything abnormal with the car, the way that they're dressed? This is what they notice while they're in the car.
1: Betty has tears on her dress. There's also this pink powdery substance that's on her body. The dog from what he remembers, is cowering under the seat and his shoes are kind of torn up and they have no recollection. And then she turns to him and she tells him, do you believe in UFOs? Because she, around that time, I will mention, there was a movie that came out that had to do with alien abduction, UFOs, a sci-fi thriller. And she tells him, do you believe me? He goes, no, that was just an aircraft. But mind you, again, they have no recollection. Then, following after, they return home, and through probably a few weeks, they have this anxiety because they can't explain what happened to them. They don't remember these two hours. They are full of terror because they don't know what happened to them. And Betty starts having nightmares of these beings basically testing on her and her husband, looking and examining their hands, their feet, doing, not necessarily experiments, but I guess just examinations of their private parts. Then she remembers one speaking to her, telling her to calm down, and she would share these dreams with her husband, but he would kind of be like, those are just dreams, Like, just don't pay mind to it, they're just dreams. Obviously, he didn't want to admit what really happened But living with all this anxiety, they decided to find help and they went to a hypnotherapist that said that he believed that he could help them uncover the recollections of their memory. And there is a clip that I want to play for you that is from one of the sessions. This is starting from when he goes up to reach his binoculars and he's looking down at where this aircraft is.
2: It's right over my right God What is it? And I try to maintain Control So Betty cannot tell I am scared God, I'm scared It's all right Go right on and experience it. It will not hurt you now. I gotta get my gun. <laughs>
1: for him to remember of course let me also explain hypnosis when you're being hypnotized when they're using it in a way to kind of recall memories that are uncovered in your subconscious it's so that you can know what happened but mind you you're remembering it as if it's happening again so that's clearly what's happening to him and in that same recording session he says that he saw inside the UFO from his binoculars, and he says, quote, one person looks friendly to me, and he's smiling. And then the doctor asks him, what was his face like? Barney replies, it was round. I think of of a red-headed Irishman. I think I know why, because Irish are usually hostile, and when I see a friendly Irish person, I react to him by thinking I will be friendly. So obviously he's speaking on... um, Again, it was the 60s, yeah. and usually people were hostile toward him. And this person or this being wasn't, and he reminded him of a white man. He also says that there was one that kind of freaked him out because this being had slanted eyes, and it didn't look human. So that kind of freaked him out. But these beings were talking to him, he felt telepathically. He felt the friendly one was speaking to him telepathically and telling him, as I mentioned, to just stay there. But obviously, he's petrified. He doesn't know who they are. He later on um, shares with the doctor, which, by the way, I should mention the doctor's name. It's Dr. Benjamin Simon, who was a psychotherapist. And he was one of the first people who, to do uh, hypnotherapy. Oh, okay. Out of hypnotherapy, in one of the recordings, he tells the doctor that he didn't understand at first why he was so afraid of these beings. But what really freaked him out wasn't that he thought they were from out of the world. It was more so that they looked like they were military. They knew what they were doing, but it was, they were in this craft that he had never seen before. They were all in uniforms. And what scared him was that he knew that they had the ability to do things and they were They were not afraid to do it if they had means to do so. Right. And that really scared him.
0: They had a duty and they were going to do whatever it took to complete their job.
1: Yeah. Like he said, it reminded him kind of like that military mentality. And that really freaked him out. And so knowing that, he's like, I don't know what these men want from me. He runs back. And again, in the recording, he says that he doesn't understand what they want with them. They don't have anything to give them. But again... The beings are telepathically telling him, "Calm down. We're not gonna. We don't mean you no harm. You're not gonna remember anything after this. You're not gonna feel any pain. Just close your eyes. Don't even look." And so he goes into the spacecraft, but he notices that he's not walking. He's kind of floating. And so these beings are taking him. He doesn't know where Betty is, and he's thinking about her. And he thought about calling out to her but he couldn't and then he recalls laying flat on his back and the beings telling him to keep your eyes closed keep calm so he's keeping calm and he's listening keeping his eyes closed but he does recall a moment where he thinks that they were touching his genitals but he just kept his eyes closed after that he just recalls going back to the car and being put back in the car, and that he feels at ease. He says they almost feel elated, and that he sees Betty next to him in the car, and that they smile at each other. They're under something. Yeah. And then he looks for the dog, and then he sees the dogs under the the car seat in a ball, trembling. Aww. And then after that, they drive back home, and that's in that session, that first session, what he recalls. Betty remembers, and mind you, they were... Um, under hypnosis in different sessions and they went under six months of it separately they did say that the they felt the hypnotherapy did help them with their anxiety because finally they kind of had an answer as to what happened to them so their anxiety kind of eased i feel like
0: what could have been a lot of their anxiety is the unknown yeah you know one thing i do question is um based off the clip you played hearing how traumatized he sounded and how he was screaming like I wonder what during that time that he was screaming like what was he remembering in that particular setting
1: i believe it was when he first saw them because he couldn't understand That's like insane. i said with hypnotherapy it's like you're experiencing it all over again and he even mentions how he was trying to keep his composure yeah and how he ran back to the car and he's just like we need because to get the fuck like, out of here
0: <laughs> yeah it was really like <laughs> trying like, to get the out of here yeah. yeah he was it was intense
1: and from what she remembers she remembers a lot more Betty and again she was having dreams so kind of in these dreams it was already revealed to her but in under her hypnotherapy sessions and in her dreams she recalls these beings going up to her and she kind of put up a fight and then they told her to calm down and then she went along with them and same thing they examined her body she remembers specifically and this was under hypnotherapy um a needle being put into her navel and she said the pain was so excruciating but that almost out of like a swipe of a hand cuz i think i believe they realized that they were hurting her that the pain was gone in hypnotherapy the pain was so excruciating that the hypnotherapist had to stop the session because she was screaming and she pain. was like reliving that yeah, feeling that pain yeah she also recalls a being speaking to her and telling, kind of showing her this map of like the galaxy and telling her, do you know where you're at on this map? And she goes, no. She knew what he meant by that, like, do you know where Earth is on this map? And she goes, no. And then he shows her where they've traveled to. He was explaining to her missions that they've been on. And then the dress that I mentioned that she was wearing there's tears in it and she never washed it. She just folded it up because she figured I have to get this dress fixed now. But later on when she went to get her dress, it's kind of like deteriorated. And so once where it was a blue dress, it kind of has turned pink. And also, so there's five separate laboratories, I should say, studied this dress and they found proteins in it and oils that they cannot conclude what it is exactly, but it's, it's, they can conclude it did not belong to her. That's crazy. So whatever was touching her dress, and on top of that, it seems as though because of the tears in her dress that they didn't know how to take off her dress. They didn't know how to work the zipper because it's like ripped along the hem. Right. It's like random tears. And again, no explanation. It's not like they went hiking right. or something. And then also with the dog, Right after the trip, Delcy started having a lung infection. And Mm -hmm. she realized, Betty, that she never washed the dog after that encounter or after their trip at all. So she thinks that maybe that's what caused it. But she did live their dog for seven more years. But yeah, till this day, it's one of the most prolific cases. Another reason why that is is because they reported it to the U.S. Air Force. And the U.S. Air Force confirmed that around that time where they claimed that they believe they were abducted, there was a unknown object on their radar. So the mm-hmm. U.S. Air Force backs up that claim. And right.
0: That's interesting, you know, that um, there is another person that could say, hey, I can back up what you guys saw.
1: Not only that, Project Blue Book was a study of UFOs by the U.S. Air Force.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They filed an official Project Blue Book with the U.S. Air Force to um, just keep documentation of their claims, and their stories matched up. Yes, they weren't together during their examination, which, again, Betty recalls asking the being, can he come with me? And the being told her, no, because it's going to take longer. We have to keep you guys separate to do the examinations. And when I told you the part where Barney wanted to call out to her, he wanted to call out to her, and then Betty says that she was hoping that there was a time in there that he, that he would call like call her name. Yeah. So that he, she thinks that maybe telepathically they were communicating with each other.
0: Could be possible. I believe that.
1: Yeah. This was at the beginning of an era because it was media coverage. All media covered them. And again, this is like an interracial couple. They had things to lose. Because some people think, oh... They must. They could be lying. They just wanted attention. No, this couple had things to lose, especially during the '60s. Yeah, to and be honest about it, going public with it too, as well. Yeah, and they weren't public with it until 1965. So this happened to them in 1961.
0: So like four years later.
1: Yeah, because someone leaked their sessions. So it wasn't that they went out to. of their way to yeah. go public.
0: It was someone else that basically that they were did. forced
1: to, and then they had to come forward.
0: I wonder during that time if you know there was any other individual who experienced something similar do you think they were the just the only two people they it could have been more than one person during that time there was definitely
1: other people the project blue book was an ongoing thing basically the u.s or air force tracked any sort of abduction or ufo sightings from 1952 to 1969 and as you know last year april 2020 i believe our government confirmed ufos and then yeah. this year in june 2021 they changed the name to unidentified aerial phenomenon yeah so they're no longer called ufos
0: but back then who would have thought we would live in a time where it's confirmed yeah so now that we're talking about that i do wonder where did it start where did it start with the uh, creation of making these, I don't know, clothings and everything of what an alien looks like? Did it start from various people stating that they saw the same thing It's how they look like? Or that is something I would like to get more into detail.
1: For Betty's recollection as to how they looked, she believes that, yes, some of them did look human, but some of them didn't look human at all, otherworldly. So the ones that Barney may have seen were just different but she recalls them having some of them having no nose no ears no hair a slit for a mouth so basically typical aliens that you see in films right and there are you know they say different kinds of aliens i mean yeah people have different stories of what they look like right but i will say around that time there were um the 50s and 60s a lot of ufos being reported a lot of abductions And again, what makes their case different is because it was two people at once as opposed to one person. Right. And their stories, even the um, hypnotist was really amazed because their stories were so similar. Obviously, again, they couldn't account for times that they weren't together. Yeah. But the times that they were together, they were so similar. I'm curious to know, are they still alive or are they together? No, Barney passed away in 1969. And... Betty passed away in 2004, but she did continue the rest of her life to being a UFO researcher, working with studies, working with scientists. They were really compliant, both of them were on working with scientists and UFO researchers to help in any way that they can, or they could.
0: And, Right, and I'm also glad to hear that they, uh, even though it wasn't by choice, that they decided to continue with their experience and do you know work with like you said studies and try to see what they can come you know what they can find or what how they can help and contribute to based off what their experience was because a lot of people are afraid to speak up on things that are seen as controversial or maybe they won't believe you you know and don't say anything especially that you're saying within that time it would have been more you know less people who are more like could say that they believe in that stuff yeah. Especially in, during that time.
1: No, yeah. And like I said, it's they were interracial couple. They had things to lose if they were being dishonest. I do wonder, like, did the dog remember? I know that's one thing people do wonder. Like, yeah. what happened to the dog? Which is why I wanted to mention it. <laughs> but yeah, there is a clip um, where he mentions it, she was hiding the whole time. Right. And that she was a little squirmy on the trip. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't understand why. And they same thing they wonder if it's because if she sensed something
0: do you know by chance uh, where they saw the we would say the the flying saucer
1: yeah i was in the white mountains of new hampshire is it like a rural
0: area or is it um there's our houses around it's like yeah okay. mostly forest sounds like a common place to find something like that you know yeah definitely because a lot of people that have experienced some situations has been in places that you know not like were around which if I was an alien I'd probably do the same thing you know if you don't want to be seen or yeah I'm still like rethinking in about that clip you played like he sounds so traumatized dude
1: yeah and and like I said even after the whole thing um they had anxiety even um Barney developed an ulcer a stomach ulcer from the stress Mm. of it all that's so sad. Yeah, and um, when they finally did get mental help with the hypnosis, it did help
0: them. Yeah, cause, because because he's only really traumatized. I'm like, dude, whatever he saw, whatever he experienced, like that's I can I can I can hear it in his voice. I mean, imagine you're if you're seeing something you've you can't explain. You don't know what's going yeah. on, and it's scary.
1: Because he thought the same thing. He even mentioned, "Are we getting robbed? What did? What can I possibly <laughs> give you?" <laughs> Yeah. But once he was on the craft, he says he felt like he was almost hypnotized under that because he wasn't scared. He just knew, oh, I'm gonna keep my, I need to keep my eyes closed, stay calm, nothing's going to hurt me. That's what the being was telling him. Right. And he did, in one of the clips as well, say um, that he couldn't understand the being at times. But there were times where he could clearly understand. So maybe
0: the being was communicating to others. Right. No I do wonder, like what was the purpose, which we won't know, but we can guess. yeah,
1: I mean, what's your theory? I'd say my theory is what humans do is like when we find species, they
0: just examine yeah. them, want to know every part of their body, their being. but from so many people that I've experienced similar situations, I wonder, like how many bodies do you have to observe? Betty believes that they were just
1: testing their neurological system because she says they seemed really fascinated counting the vertebrae on their back, she remembers. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. Ex-
0: examining their hands, their feet. That's crazy. Now, let me ask you this. Um, what would you do if you experienced something similar to that? Like getting abducted? Yeah. Would you do the same thing, go to hypnosis? Would you speak out about it? Probably, yeah. Um what would you do? What would you? I mean, you do? I remember
1: this is so. <laughs> I'm not saying that this was um, some sort of like otherworldly experience, but I remember at one, po- at one point when I was younger, I would have like repeated dreams of UFOs, and I never told anybody, and it gave mm-hmm. me so much anxiety. But there was one person I did tell because they told me they had a fear of aliens and the unknown, and I was like, this "You're like this is, this is the perfect person. Yeah, I can <laughs> disclose this information with. Actually, I'll just say his name, Chris. If you're listening to this, thank you. Because I would have repeated dreams of UFOs, and it really did freak me out. It gave me anxiety. This sounds crazy, but this is a safe space. Mm-hmm. I just remember being like, hey, um, to my mind or whatever, can this stop? I don't want to have these dreams anymore. And it did stop. So it could have okay. been just anxiety in my own head. Maybe my anxiety was manifesting itself as an unknown thing were you um previous to that thinking about a lot about um aliens or anything like watching any movies or anything? at that about? time i wasn't and, yeah. I, and i that time i didn't because i mean mind you i've always been into into like stuff since i was a kid like aliens yeah. horror movies ghost stuff yes so i'm not saying i wasn't exposed to anything alien. right now i don't have
0: that anxiety that's good i actually had a friend years this was years ago she told me that she was on, um, driving with her sister, and she was obviously the passenger. And it was actually in Palmdale that she saw what appeared to be a flying saucer as well. And I don't recall the time, she said, but it was throughout the day. And she was f- freaking out. She was like, dude, what is that? And there was a certain time that it was. Cause she, she remembered looking at the time the car. And she said that for a few days after that, she was waking up at that time. She was freaking out. Was there um, just randomly waking up at that time?
1: So she would she saw it, yeah, at the same time that she remembers seeing it, she would wake up. Yeah, at that
0: time. so like obviously when she saw it, it was like during the afternoon, but it would be like let's just say it was like three in the afternoon. She was waking up at three in the morning consecutively every single day, yeah, and no, she was telling eerie. me, and I was like, kind of like, okay, that's kind of weird. I mean, one could say it's a coincidence. Afternoon morning time but yeah. when you're psyching yourself out you're kind of like okay is this is this there's something connected to it
1: yeah i actually have someone in my family i'm not gonna say who but they have a s- similar experience to betty and barney mm-hmm. where they were driving home and this was in la area so probably around la habra they were driving toward la habra and they said that they were seeing this bright light and just staring at it, and all of a sudden they're somewhere else. And they were, they have no recollection for an hour or two. And their child was in the back of the car, sleeping still. Oh my God. And they called their significant other like screaming and crying and being like, I don't know what happened right now, blah, blah, blah. And obviously significant was like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, how did you get lost? They were like in a complete different city you drive home every day how did you end up in that city and yeah. you don't remember how till this day they don't know what it is
0: and what about the baby in the back like well was it, the baby sleeping or it,
1: no the baby was sleeping oh and i know the baby now as they're grown and yeah. they're normal they're like as far I as i know <laughs> they got replaced <laughs> no um as far as i know they're normal and yeah and this person's pretty normal as well they're not like us where we like actively look for these things if anything yeah. they they're a church-going person like they're not yeah into those things
0: but I do want I'm sure I wonder if that person does think about it like from time to time because honestly I mean you know when I've talked to that
1: person about it I told them how people have yeah. similar experiences and they're like honestly I think that's what happened to me because yeah. I cannot explain it but they have no recollection of anything at least like with Betty she would have dreams where kind of she realized maybe something weird happened to that. Right. But this person, no dreams, no recollection at all.
0: There's like a documentary, I think, on Netflix about people who have encountered the same situations. And Mm -hmm. I actually did watch it a few years ago. And similar things happened to them that happened to uh, Betty and... What was his name? Barney. Barney. Mm -hmm. Very similar. Um, I don't remember the name of it. I wish I could could remember. That's the thing, too, that... um, there wasn't much to go on. It's
1: not like you would hear other people share these stories. Because yeah. for them, they didn't tell anybody. They were afraid of being ridiculed or right. being looked like they were crazy. And even again, with Barney, you know, when Betty would tell him the story, she's he's like, no, 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 stop. That's She'll just like a dream. dismiss it. Yeah, because he, he was genuinely scared, but he
0: didn't want to think that.
1: Right. And even in one of the r- recordings, he's like, wow, Betty, I guess you were right. I guess UFOs are
0: real. I think in a way that must feel good, you know, because imagine you going through something like that and it's always feels good, Some, especially something that's like traumatizing or scary or the unknown to know that someone else has experienced it with you or understands you is a good feeling. But when someone dismisses it or and, you know, to no fault of their own, you know, they're dealing with their own thing, too. They're scared of themselves. But yeah. as a person who's scared themselves because they witnessed it, they want someone to be like hey I I believe you you know like this is this happened to me too
1: yeah I think like he said in the recording he was just trying to keep his composure for her yeah he didn't want to freak her out because obviously she was already freaking out herself so I think he tried his best to keep his composure I think they're brave yeah and again they're they were the first to come out in media in the modern world and say hey this is what happened to us and here's the proof and Even the U.S. Air Force backs us. They can back that shit up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. So you asked me how I would react. How would you react if you were in a situation where you... Maybe there's a time you can't account for, but you know something weird happened to you?
0: Um, If something happened to me, which is similar to what happened to them, I probably would be psyching myself out a lot. I probably would be doing extensive research that's what i do i just go on google (laughs) and then i start but you know that's not really good for you because you then you end up in a loophole
1: yeah with anything with webmd or even just google you're oh so i have some sort of rare disease or um i'm possessed
0: with something my house Yeah, it's always the worst (laughs) but um yeah i'd probably be doing some extensive research and then i probably would, would well i don't know we're talking about that time were they probably were the only ones you could find went through that. There probably wasn't like now like a lot of shit. That That's sucks. what I'm
1: saying, yeah. So they wouldn't even tell um their closest friends or family until years after. Yeah. Because
0: again, they didn't want to sound like they were crazy. Yeah. So um, if, if if we're speaking in terms of what I would do during that time, clearly I can't do some research on it. But um I don't know. I would just probably keep it to myself as they did during that time, too, especially if there wasn't, like, like, you know, voicing any experience similar to what you went through. You probably sound crazy to other people. So I probably would have done the same thing, probably kept it to myself. But I would have been psyching myself out the whole time, had a major anxiety or something, that they would have come back. or Betty
1: does believe that they came back and visit her a few times. Oh, no Because way. even years after, she would have dreams, people speaking to her or beings speaking to her. So this was just an ongoing thing for her. But again, she be she until two thousand four. She was a UFO investigator.
0: That's awesome that she used her experience, you know.
1: Yeah, to basically help others and an to even inform the public. Yeah, they were brave enough to inform the public about everything.
0: Well, that's that's awesome. Thank you for uh, sharing this story with me. Um, like I said, I'm not really well educated in that spectrum, but um, this is an interesting story and. Definitely a story I'm going to remember, and there's definitely more out there, so I'll definitely share more. Yes, I'm excited. Thank you for listening. You can find us in anywhere that any platform where you like to listen to your favorite podcast. I do hope that you can save us as one of your favorite podcasts. If you thought this podcast was interesting, we'll be more spooky and mysterious episodes. And we're looking forward to sharing these stories with you guys. And you can follow us
1: on Twitter at SinframundoPod. And you can follow us on Instagram at Sinframundo. And again, if you want to share any stories with us, give us suggestions, you can email us at sinframundopod at gmail.com. And with that, I leave you with this last clip of Betty and Barney
2: open my eyes and there is the car and the lights are off and it is not running and Dulcie is under the seat and I reached under and touched her and she is in a tight ball under the seat, and I sit back, and I see Betty is coming down the road, and she gets into the car, and I am grinning at her, and she is grinning back at me and we both seem so elated and we are really happy and I'm thinking it isn't too bad how funny I have no reason to fear and we look and I see bright moon and I laugh and say well there it goes